Today is the 18th day of November. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian. It's great to be here with you today as we move forward together, one step at a time, day by day. And so our next step forward, the one we're taking today, leads us back into the book of Ezekiel. We're reading from the New International Version this week. Ezekiel chapters 37 and 38 today. The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you. And you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you, and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, Prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to it, This is what the Sovereign Lord says, Come, breath, from the four winds, and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They say, Our bones are dried up, and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, This is what the Sovereign Lord says, My people, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord. When I open your graves and bring you up from them, I will put my spirit in you and you will live, and I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken, and I have done it declares the Lord. The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, take a stick of wood and write on it, belonging to Judah and the Israelites associated with him. Then take another stick of wood and write on it, belonging to Joseph, that is, to Ephraim, and all the Israelites associated with him. 
Join them together into one stick so that they will become one in your hand. When your people ask you, won't you tell us what you mean by this? Say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I am going to take the stick of Joseph, which is in Ephraim's hand, and of the Israelite tribes associated with him and join it to Judah's stick. I will make them into a single stick of wood and they will become one in my hand. Hold before their eyes the sticks you have written on and say to them, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. I will take the Israelites out of the nations where they have gone. I will gather them from all around and bring them back into their own land. I will make them one nation in the land, on the mountains of Israel. There will be one king over all of them and they will never again be two nations or be divided into two kingdoms. They will no longer defile themselves with their idols and vile images or with any of their offenses, for I will save them from all their sinful backsliding and I will cleanse them. They will be my people and I will be their God. My servant David will be king over them and they will all have one shepherd. They will follow my laws and be careful to keep my decrees. They will live in the land I gave to my servant Jacob, the land where your ancestors lived. They and their children and their children's children will live there forever. And David, my servant, will be their prince forever. I will make a covenant of peace with them. It will be an everlasting covenant. I will establish them and increase their numbers, and I will put my sanctuary among them forever. My dwelling place will be with them. I will be their God and they will be my people. Then the nations will know that I, the Lord, make Israel holy when my sanctuary is among them forever. The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, set your face against Gog of the land of Magog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal, Prophesy against him and say, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. I am against you, Gog, chief prince of Meshach and Tubal. I will turn you around, put hooks in your jaws and bring you out with your whole army, your horses, your horsemen fully armed, and a great horde with large and small shields, all of them brandishing their swords. Persia, Cush and Put will be with them, all with shields and helmets. Also Gomer with all its troops, and Bet de Gorma from the far north with all its troops, and many nations with you. Get ready, be prepared. You and all the hordes gathered about you, and take command of them. After many days you will be called to arms. In future years, you will invade a land that has recovered from war, whose people were gathered from many nations to the mountains of Israel, which had long been desolate. They had been brought out from the nations, and now all of them live in safety. You and all your troops and the many nations with you will go up, advancing like a storm. You will be like a cloud covering the land. 
This is what the Sovereign Lord says. On that day, thoughts will come into your mind and you will devise an evil scheme. You will say, I will invade a land of unwalled villages. I will attack a peaceful and unsuspecting people, all of them living without walls and without gates and bars. I will plunder and loot and turn my hand against the resettled ruins and the people gathered from the nations, rich in livestock and goods, living at the center of the land. Sheba and Dedan and the merchants of Tarshish and all her villages will say to you, Have you come to plunder? Have you gathered your hordes to loot? To carry off silver and gold? To take away livestock and goods and to seize much plunder? Therefore, son of man, prophesy and say to Gog, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. In that day when my people Israel are living in safety, will you not take notice of it? You will come from your place in the far north, you and many nations with you, all of them riding on horses, a great horde, a mighty army. You will advance against my people Israel like a cloud that covers the land. In days to come, Gog, I will bring you against my land, so that the nations may know me when I am proved holy through you before their eyes. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. You are the one I spoke of in former days by my servants, the prophets of Israel. At that time they prophesied for years that I would bring you against them. This is what will happen in that day. When Gog attacks the land of Israel, my hot anger will be aroused, declares the Sovereign Lord. In my zeal and fiery wrath, I declare that at that time there shall be a great earthquake in the land of Israel. The fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the beasts of the field, every creature that moves along the ground, and all the people on the face of the earth will tremble at my presence. The mountains will be overturned. The cliffs will crumble and every wall will fall to the ground. I will summon a sword against Gog on all my mountains, declares the Sovereign Lord. Every man's sword will be against his brother. I will execute judgment on him with plague and bloodshed. I will pour down torrents of rain, hailstones and burning sulfur on him and on his troops and on the many nations with him. And so I will show my greatness and my holiness, and I will make myself known in the sight of many nations. Then they will know that I am the Lord. James 1, 19 through 2, 17. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word 
and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves, and their religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. My brothers and sisters, believers in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ must not show favoritism. Suppose a man comes into your meeting wearing a gold ring and fine clothes, and a poor man in filthy old clothes also comes in. If you show special attention to the man wearing fine clothes and say, here's a good seat for you, but say to the poor man, you stand there or sit on the floor by my feet. Have you not discriminated among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my dear brothers and sisters, has not God chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith? and to inherit the kingdom he promised those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor. Is it not the rich who are exploiting you? Are they not the ones who are dragging you into court? Are they not the ones who are blaspheming the noble name of him to whom you belong? If you really keep the royal law found in Scripture, love your neighbor as yourself. You are doing right. But if you show favoritism, you sin and are convicted by the law as lawbreakers. For whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking all of it. For he who said, You shall not commit adultery, also said, You shall not murder. If you do not commit adultery, but do commit murder, you have become a lawbreaker. Speak and act as those who are going to be judged by the law that gives freedom, because judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful. Mercy triumphs over judgment. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds, can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well-fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead.
Psalm 117. Praise the Lord, all you nations. Extol him, all you peoples. For great is his love toward us, and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. Proverbs 28, 1 The wicked flee, though no one pursues, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. Okay, a couple of things today. We read Ezekiel chapter 37 today, and that is... Uh, the story of the the Valley of the Dry Bones. And it's like a visionary experience that the prophet Ezekiel has. And it's just, it's been a poignant passage of scripture in my life for so very long now. Like one of the earliest things that really, really stuck out to me in the early years of Daily Audio Bible, I would look forward to getting to Ezekiel 37 because there's this valley of dry bones and yes this valley of dry bones represents Israel but just look out across the world today right and it just it feels like we're we're just so beaten down in different areas of our lives it's just like it's strewn all across a valley it's just these bones and It's a visionary experience, but for a valley to be full of dry bones meant probably a battle happened there and, you know, the bones are the people who were the casualties. And it's been a long time because they're skeletons now. And so uh, they've decomposed and they've baked out in the sun and now they're skeletons of dry bones. So, like, that's as dead as dead gets, right? (laughs) Like, that's as... I mean, I think that's what the imagery is supposed to be telling us. Like, this is as dead as dead gets. And the Lord comes to the prophet and says, can these bones live? It's almost like it's a trick question. But Ezekiel answers, like, really well. I think you're the only one that could possibly know that, Lord. And the Lord tells him to prophesy. And ultimately tells him to call to the four winds the breath of life and that which was as dead as dead gets was restored to life again that imagery that hope that no matter how dried out we may get in our lives there is always hope to be restored that has really stuck with me and hopefully it sticks with you there is always hope actually this is kind of where our coffee brand wind farm I know that's like such a weird transition but that term wind farm is really inspired by Ezekiel chapter 37 and the prophet calling to the four winds the breath of life 
I just thought, what if that were happening all of the time? What if it was like a wind farm calling to the four winds the breath of life all of the time? Because I was seeing these wind farms all over, well, actually all over the world, but definitely all over the country that I live in here in the United States. Gigantic windmills, like so big. And just valleys of them I've seen in different places in this country. Hundreds and hundreds of them harvesting from the wind. And that's just always stuck with me. What if we knew that this was available? That we could call to the four winds and ask God to send the breath of life into a world that needs the breath of life so badly. And so I love when we come to Ezekiel 37 each and every year. We're also reading other books, though. We're reading through the letter of James. We talked about that yesterday. And James is a butt kicker. If there is a butt kicker in the Bible, James, at least to me, is that, well, at least my butt gets kicked every year. He's unflinching. He's not mean. He's not arrogant. He's not abusive. He's just unflinching. So today we read from that letter and I quote, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. I'm pretty sure we get the point. Feasting on the scriptures and then not incorporating them in any way in life. What good is that? Like that, that doesn't change anything. So that should allow us to take a step back and pause and reflect upon our lives. Like, are we hearing and not in any way doing? Are we hearing so that we can have knowledge, but it doesn't actually do anything within us? Our lives are not transformed in any way. What good is that? What is the point of accumulating biblical knowledge if it's not going to be used in any way? James is leading to a point, and his point is direct. And I quote, What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm, be well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, in the same way, James says, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. Dead faith. 
So do we have this weird letter in the New Testament that is not in sync with everything else in the New Testament? Are we needing to work for our salvation all of the sudden now that we've gotten to the book of James? No. You can't save yourself. Nothing you could possibly do could save you. Only God's mercy upon you saves you. But if that happens to you, you have won the, the cosmic victory of victories. You got what everyone is searching for. If that doesn't change how you live, what is that saying? Because Christ inside of us, transforming us through faith, should change everything about everything. Because we have been made new. Like, we are no longer who we were. That person died and was resurrected in Christ, a new creation. Everything should actually be different. Our faith should be borne out by the very actions of our lives. That's not working to achieve something. That is the overflow of a transformed person. If your life completely changes, then your lifestyle completely changes as well. Which gives us plenty. Like James has looked us in the eyes through this letter and challenged us to reflect upon ourselves very carefully and maybe not make claims that are not borne out in our lives at all. Can't get much more direct than that. As Holy Spirit, come into that. Come into that. Come into the places where we are hearers but not doers. And come into the places that are just valleys of dry bones within us. You have promised that you are making all things new, which means you are putting things back together again, and that includes us. May we not interfere, and may the very gratefulness of our hearts be borne out in the way that we care for one another in the way that we treat each other, in the way that we treat our world, in the way that we treat ourselves. Come Holy Spirit, we pray. And to all of this, we ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com That is home base. And that is where you can find out what's going on around here. The Daily Audio Bible app will do that and more right in the palm of your hand. And you can get that free from the app store that is connected to your device. So check that out. Check out the community section. This is where to get connected. This is uh, There are links to different social media channels that we participate in as the Daily Audio Bible. Uh, but it's also the home of the prayer wall. And the prayer wall is a resource here for the community around the global campfire. It's always available, always on. 
never off. We can always go to the prayer wall and, and tell our story of what's going on and ask brothers and sisters to pray for us. It's also the place to go and pray for our brothers and sisters who are enduring much and let them know that they're not alone, that they're being prayed for. It is a beautiful resource. So be familiar with that. That can be found in the community section of the website or the app. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, if this mission to bring the spoken word of God read fresh every day and offered freely to anyone, anywhere, anytime, and to build community around the rhythm of being here every day, what we lovingly call the global campfire, so that we know we're not on a solitary endeavor trying to figure this out. We are walking together through life and through the scriptures. If that is life-giving to you, then thank you humbly for your partnership. There is a link on the homepage of dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, you can hit the hotline button in the app. That's the little red button up at the top. Or you can dial 877-942-942. Four two five three, and that's it for today I'm Brian I love you and I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow hey <clears throat> sorry hey job family so um I have been struggling with Losing my two aunts from a year ago. I can't get over the fact that they both died around the same time. And I miss both of them. I had a strong connection with both. And I want you to pray for me to help me overcome the fear of them dying and me losing other people. Thank you so much. You are amazing and I love listening to you guys. So, love you. Hi, this is Sunshine and um, I'm just calling. I just got through doing all of my listening and I've been listening probably for two years now. I've called in a couple of times. Um, I'm Sunshine um, and I'm just going through a really hard time in my life. I have been for the last, gosh, five years. Uh, my husband has has uh, left and been living in the wilderness um, for years now. And I've been raising our children. They're adult children. There's five of them, but it's been very difficult. Um, they've been so full of pain and uh, they don't understand their dad and why he's doing what he's doing and and uh, living a very sinful lifestyle um, with another. And uh, I'm just 
standing and um, asking the Lord to just um, intervene and um, feel like I'm in the middle trying to pray for his heart to love the Lord as well as pray for my children and to pray for my stand and just to, to love him and forgive him and to forgive others and um, also just trying to find joy in regardless of my circumstances so I can teach my ch- children integrity morals and most of all faith and to love the Lord because he's victorious and faith is, is number one as well as love but if I could just ask for you guys your prayers for restoration Hey guys, this is Brooke from Texas. Um, I was just calling in to ask for prayer. Um, I've been just kind of in a rut with the Lord for about the past five years, um, which was kind of spurred on from just a really bad and confusing breakup that just led to a lot of questioning and um, I've always been someone that has struggled with anxiety and fear and um, it just feels like in these past few years um, any fears and anxieties I felt like I've conquered in the past have just kind of come back um, in different ways and and a little bit stronger and um, it's just been really hard um, to, to, to trust in the Lord and um, I don't know I just feel like I'm getting everything wrong or I don't even know but just being riddled with with fear and anxiety and, and the other night I actually woke up um, after a horrible nightmare and, and having a bit of a panic attack and I put on the sleep resource um, from Brian and I just remember hearing Psalm 34, four through five, which says, I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces, which was actually the verse of the day that I saw the next morning. Um, And that's just my prayer right now. And um, if you guys could just join me in praying that over me, Um, that I would be freed from all of these fears and just be able to live in freedom and enjoy with the Lord. Thanks. Good morning, DABC family. This is Rodney from Atlanta. Blessings to all of you. And I want to pray for the uh, lady that called in about the little baby that was sick. She's very sick, apparently. Uh, The baby's name is Storm. Um, I want to pray for that little child. Jesus is really concerned about children. He told the disciples, let the children come to me. Forbid them not, because he is concerned about children. He loves children. I would encourage the young lady that called in, maybe talk to the parents and ask them to consider not calling her Storm. The Bible says we have what we say. Maybe consider changing the name or calling her by another name that the deliverance will come. But I want to pray. Father, I thank Lord right now for touching this baby. Lord, lay your nail-scarred hands on that baby now. They put 39 stripes on your back. We were wounded for our transgression. You were bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon you. With your stripes, we are healed. Heal that baby now. 
from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet. I cursed this spirit of cancer to die in her body. And God raised this baby up for your glory, for a great testimony that she will have in the name of the Lord Jesus. Touch the parents, give them wisdom, Father, and how to minister to this baby. And Lord, we praise you in advance for what you're going to do. We know you are concerned about children. You love children. So God, here is this little baby. Touch her, heal her, raise her up for your glory. And God, we will praise you in advance. It's in the matchless, the mighty, the marvelous, and the majestic name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Hello, this is Iris from Sun City, Arizona. And I'm calling on behalf of John from Florida, who has lost everything in the terrible hurricane. Lord God, I pray that you would come through for John and you would send him help. In Jesus' holy, powerful, and precious name, amen. <laughs> 